superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Let's go. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Yeah. There is a different sound when a New York sports crowd cheers in unison live from the rich eisen show studio in los angeles and they showed up and it sounded like fifty thousand of them and they were going nuts earlier on the show falcons head coach arthur smith coming up stanford head coach david shaw colts head coach frank Reich, plus acting legend billy crystal and now it's rich eisen Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Let's drop the gloves. Let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Justice has to be served. <laughs> Let's do, we get start, do, we start, do we start every hour that way? Might as well. On the I show, mean, like the Rangers in the Capitals yeah. last night. Started like, every period. Boom, like way. one second in, we just drop the mics and just go. <laughs> We've yet to actually hit each other. Because we actually no, love each other. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to hurt anyone. I mean, love is very strong. I don't want to hurt you guys. Frank Reich, the head coach of the <laughs> Indianapolis Colts, who has the supposed secret sauce for Carson Wentz. He will be joining us in hour number three. Billy Crystal, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, he will be joining us. He uh, he and I have something in common, and, and, and he and you, TJ, have something in common. He loves the Yankees. He loves the Clippers. Yes, he does. He's the number one Clippers fan. Right. right. And He's so our Jack Nicholson. He must be very excited about... Uh, the Yankees and the red hot Giancarlo Stanton, and he's got five. Uh, he, he he's got a team that's won five in a row. And I appreciate our show open uh, playing the sound of the Yankee fans chanting at Altuve uh, over the last two nights. I'm I'm just so appreciative of cutting out the first word of that chant. That's not uh, suitable <laughs> for broadcast. <laughs> so there's that to talk about with Billy Crystal in hour number three. Michael Smith, a brother from another, will help us take us to his show. Great chat in the first hour with Arthur Smith, who said that if there was a quarterback on the board that would have made them a better team, if it was worthy of taking a quarterback to help out the Atlanta Falcons, they would have done it. But the best player was on the board, and he took Kyle Pitts, who when uh, this man was last on, um, he was uh, as effusive as this man could possibly sound um, when, when he was on, and I felt the same way about Kyle Pitts. Uh, and he was sitting next to me for the first night of the draft again, and I love working with this man and getting to call this man a friend and having him call into the show Stanford football head coach David Shaw back on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, coach? I'm great. Really excited to be on the Drop the Gloves show. I think my <laughs> wife is more excited 
that I'm on the show with the star of When Harry Met Sally. Okay. You know what? I don't know. There's so many ways that I could go and talk to Billy Crystal. Oh I want maybe like his best Andre the Giant story from The Princess Bride. Good one. You know, I mean, that wouldn't be a bad way to go. He's also He also spoke at Muhammad Ali's memorial because he knew Muhammad Ali for decades. That guy's and the, and one of the best Muhammad Ali impersonators ever of all time. Agreed. Just the, the voice was just perfect. Agreed. Well, um, uh, Coach uh, David, it was great having you uh, part of the network coverage again, and 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 us all hanging out. Um, did you have a sense the first night? Again, you know, you're you're a professional deep down. Uh, did you have a sense because Pep Hamilton was on the staff in Houston and? And Dave, that Davis Mills would wind up there night two. Was there any indication on your dashboard that that light was blinking? I, I wasn't sure. Um, we had had conversations really through the years about Davis, um, and he had touched base with us this week. I thought a lot of people thought he was going to go in the second. So I heard from multiple people, hey, if he finds his way to the third, like we think this is a guy that has a chance to be an NFL starter. We're going to take him. It just happened to be the the Texans were first in line. But it was was Pep uh, in any way, shape, or form um, informing the decision that wound up with Houston jumping on him? Uh, round, not sure. Not sure. They didn't let me know about their communications in the building, but right. I did touch base with Pep earlier in the day uh, just to get some final have a final communication about him. And I know I know they thought highly of him, um, like everybody else. Would love would be great if we played six more games to get a full season in. Right, um, but they like what they saw. Okay, so let's dive into this as well because you know how important it is to be born into the NFL properly, right? With yep. an, an organization that's stable, uh, with a head coach who has you know um, not only security but also experience, and then there's a clearer path to succeed, and that there's not any drama around. My gosh, is Davis Mills in a uh, a spot that is rife with all sorts of potential hiccups, pitfalls, roadblocks, or maybe monster opportunity? What what's your conversation with him about as he heads to Houston right now? Oh well, we had the conversation uh, the other night, and I feel great about Davis. Davis has a calming effect on people uh, and on an offense, so. I think as far as the whatever influence he can have early on, um, he is a stabilizing person. Uh, very similar to me, honestly, personality-wise. Not a lot of highs, not a lot of lows. Very workmanlike, very confident. Um, he'll handle the situation the right way. He'll say the right things. Um, and if he has the opportunity to compete for the job, he'll compete for it. I think he's got a chance to win it if he does. And if he does to go out there and play well. So you won't have, I don't think, the stock market uh, up and down that typically you'll have in a rookie because he is such a stable, stable person. But, I mean, talk about the situation he could find himself in. I mean, let's, let's, let's walk through what he could find himself in. He could find himself in a situation where he's starting week one um, because he's won the job, uh, because Deshaun Watson's long gone. Or he starts week one because he's won the job because Deshaun Watson is holding out. Or he's backing up Terod Taylor and then eventually gets the job once it's time for this kid to be the successor to Deshaun Watson. All of them are rife with their own pressures. And uh, I'm wondering how you think and how you would counsel him to handle all this with the time that you obviously had in the NFL as well 
as all the years of uh, your wizened experience in college? Uh, well, you know, we, we've talked through the years about different quarterbacks, and what you said at the beginning is very, very, uh, very true. About you'd love to go into the most stable uh, op- uh, opportunity um, environment, uh, but you don't always get that. So, in order to go into a situation with so much uncertainty, one of the things that's most important is your personality and your your internal fortitude, right? So, for this situation, could be just absolutely terrible for somebody who needs that structure. Um, and I'm going to be very self-serving. Davis Mills is a Stanford man. He is smart. He is tough. He is a leader. Uh, and he's going to be able to handle whatever's thrown his way. And all those possibilities, he and I talked about all those possibilities. But the bottom line, he's going to show up every single day. The guys are going to be able to trust him. They're going to know that he's going to know what to do. He's going to study. He's going to prepare. Um, and we'll give him the opportunity. He's going to go perform. So with all the uncertainty around him, one of the things that won't be uncertain will be Davis Mills. So you think he's made for this moment in a way that, you know, obviously somebody coming out of college, you know, doesn't usually expect a moment like this. I'm sure his dreams uh, of getting in the NFL uh, have been there since day one. But it's not like the cards are stacked against him, but there is a, this is a unique set of circumstances. You think he's made for, for the moment as best anyone can? I, I, I'm a firm believer, and regardless of anybody's religious affiliation, like often like you, you end up being the place where you're supposed to be, right? So a lot of his life, I'm sure, I mean, through difficulty, two knee surgeries, bouncing back, uh, quarterback competitions, all kinds of things going crazy, COVID situation, we're going to play, we're not going to play, we are going to play, but it's going to be a shortened season. Oh, by the way, kid, first game of the year, national TV, now you have a false positive so you can't play. Like he's been through so much that now he's like, hey, this is my, this is my lot in my life. Throw me, throw me in a difficult situation, give me difficult circumstances, and then I'm going to go perform. So to a certain degree, I agree with what you just said, which is, man, if there's anybody that you would want to be in a situation like this, you want to have the smartest, toughest, most grounded individual to be able to handle this situation, and that's who Davis Mills is. Stanford University head football coach, four-time Pac-12 coach of the year, and my colleague on first night of the NFL draft, David Shaw, here on the Rich Eisen Show. Now that we're uh, tonight one week removed from the first round of the draft, um, who's in the best situation out of any of the first-round quarterbacks drafted based on, I guess, continuing on our conversation about spot, stability, scheme, everything that was uh, that a first-round pick wants to be born into in the NFL. Which one do you like the most? That's such a hard one for me because there's two guys. That, and to me, it's the okay. first two quarterbacks. Um, hmm. Trevor Lawrence is walking into a situation where the team is not good or they weren't good last year by their record. But when you watch the film – they really weren't that bad, right? So now you've got a bad record, but a decent team, and now you take the best player in the draft, one of the best quarterbacks to come out in a long time, a really good running back, uh, a good old Stanford tackle. You've hmm. got two really, really smart offensive coordinator-type minds that work together. That are, They're going to be sound. They're going to be smart. You've got uh, Urban Meyer, who, in my opinion, is not just a college coach. Yeah, you know, love him or hate him, Urban Meyer is an organizational thinker. So he's a systematic human being. I've gotten to know Urban over the last ten years 
very systematic, very well thought out. So they're putting together something there that is going to be dependable and consistent. And now you just win five of those close games that they lost last year, and then boom, now you're you're on the borderline of being a playoff team. Um, your your wonderful Jets there. I thought Joe Douglas did an unbelievable job uh, off season and leading into the draft. Same thing. You got the quarterback. You got the best interior lineman in the draft. And you've got a, a dynamic receiver, and you've got a really good running back, and you got four of the best players of their position in the draft to come and influence. Uh, and once again, having a low bar from the year before, an opportunity not just to win games, but to rejuvenate uh, a fan base and an organization to say, man, now we have a chance to compete. I thought those those two quarterbacks are in great positions. Yeah, I know, and they got that left tackle last year in Becton um, and, and put Vera Tucker now next to him, and you're you're building something you can run left and also protect the, the kid. But I'll, I'll be honest here, uh, I'm surprised you didn't include Trey Lance in that. I know I asked for one, but you went two, and, and Lance – um, being in a situation where there's Kyle Shanahan, a team that traded all the way up for him, he may not get the ability to start Week One in the same way that uh, that, that you mentioned Lawrence and and Zach Wilson. But um, I'll give you the floor on that subject matter. I think he's in a great position. I just know how much he's going to play. Um, that's that's the only reason why I, thought I chose those other two guys. Those guys are going to be on the field playing every single snap. Right. I, I would love to see Trey come in and play uh, a role in each game because I think he's got that kind of ability. And you've got a quarterback in Jimmy G, two things we know for sure. Number one, when he's healthy, they win. Number two, when he's hurt, they don't. So if we can take five to seven hits a game off of our starting quarterback mm. that led us to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, hey, that's great. You've got one of the best offensive minds in all of football and Kyle Shanahan to now play this game a little bit to where Jimmy G, hey, you're our guy. We're, we're going to win games because of you. But guess what? We're going we're gonna to get some, some mileage out of this young guy that doesn't just take you off the field but really allows you to stay healthy and be there for us hopefully for 16, 17-plus games now. Before I let you go, Coach Shaw, um, you know, one of the many reasons why I just love talking to you and that I, I, I'm, I'm so lucky to be sitting to your right uh, and you to my left on draft night is you're, 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 you're at the center of so much from your time in the NFL, your time in college. You know football. You know the kids. You know bright minds. You also know the league. You know the politics. You know the ins. You know the outs. So with all that as my setup, I do want to ask you what you think of this whole Aaron Rodgers-Packers situation. Just where you're sitting, from where you're sitting, from whatever you might be hearing, not to turn you into an, a news and information person, but you, you hear so much, and you also know the league and the way things go, and also smart players who are, know when they're being managed by management. How do you see yeah. this playing out, Coach David Shaw? I am definitely not an insider at Right, all. I know that. Um, but... It's a shame, first of all, when this came out, obviously, just for the guys getting drafted that, you know, this is just news that uh, I think deterred a lot of us in our conversations about should be the, the top day of a lot of these guys' lives. But you've got one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. No, he can't be rated any anywhere past number three. You're wasting your time. It's a shame that it's gone this bad that it looks like it might be unresolvable because – First of all, you need a quarterback to win. But in order to win the big one, you need a great quarterback. And you've got a great one in Green Bay. And 
for the relationship to get where it is, for me, you have to find a way to resolve it. You know, is it financial? Is it contract? Whatever it is. Um, and if it's too far gone, you still try to resolve it. Uh, we don't play games for a long time now. Got plenty of time to try to get this done. Um, and I, and I, I hate to hear, you know, firing people. I just, that, that, I, I hate to hear that stuff. It's how can we get to the point where we can get this all time multi Pro Bowl Hall of Fame quarterback to feel like organizationally we are wrapping our arms around him and giving what he, what he needs for this small window that he's got, you know, still a small window, but their window is there to go win another Lombardi. Yeah, That's what this whole thing's about. Yeah, and, and, and just to touch upon one thing you just said there about firing people, you know, that because we have not heard this from Rodgers. It's all been attributed to people supposedly in the know about him that um, – and I'm wondering if when people say also who are attributed to being in the know about him, like Bob McGinn, uh, who's been covering the Packers for so long that he's in the Hall of Fame as a writer, that there's a 2% chance of Rodgers coming back to being the quarterback of the Packers. And I'm wondering if that 2% is the figure that's being thrown out there because they in the Rodgers camp feel that's the percentage shot of the Packers giving Rodgers what he supposedly wants in the firing of the general manager, then then I think this is unresolvable. I mean, because you know the Packers organization. I don't think they would go that far. And the problem with even having this discussion is we ascribe truth to the rumor that Rodgers is actually pushing for that, which may not be true. That's the one way that I think that this is potentially, if this is all, in fact, Emma's truth, unresolvable, unresolvable. Yeah, and that would be that would be very unfortunate. Um, but we've seen it over the years from from Jimmy and Jerry at Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys. Like a lot of things that, for those of us on the outside, we're looking at saying, "Gosh, why would they break it up? Why would they do the things that we won't want them to do?" But we're also not in the meeting rooms. We're not on the field. We're not in the organization. And sometimes, strong-willed individuals and perfect circumstances lead to things that we none of us would want to see but we have to deal with so i guess where would where, <laughs> i'll go here with you if you don't mind where do you think would be a good spot for him other than green bay that's the spot i mean in the afc you know the way this works throwing something to the other like what scheme would actually i mean any scheme would work right wouldn't they would tailor it to him if he goes yeah I, so i think like a football coach yep and Anybody who doesn't have a Pro Bowl quarterback wants Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> there is no scheme that doesn't fit Aaron. There's no player group that doesn't fit Aaron. Uh, there's nothing that doesn't fit Aaron. This guy's an all-time great. And you pop him in on any organization, you automatically go into the playoffs. Now can you put enough around him to win? So uh, that I, I, I put the list as anybody who doesn't have a great one right now is talking and saying, okay, let's – Make that phone call, yes. like apparently Kyle Shanahan did. Yes. Let's make that phone call just to check and see if we can get this guy because we will go from the bottom to the middle, from the middle to the top because um, that's how good this guy is. David, you're, you're, you're the best, man. Uh, let's catch up during the summer too. Um, again, I want to put you on the phone with my oldest son who says, I want to go to Stanford. And then we say, well, have you done your homework? And he goes, well, not yet. And I'm like, okay, that's just not going to happen. So I, I might need you you know, to, to rally my troops at home in that respect at the very least. But then just as, as usual, just, just like the kickers and punters, I'm there for you. Man. Thank you. 
<laughs> Thanks again, David. Everybody at NFL Network just raves about the experience of working with you. You should know that. I don't mind sharing that publicly. You're the best. Thank you. Take care, Rich. Right back at you. That's David Shaw, head football coach of Stanford. You just heard exactly why I love talking to him. He knows the way they're thinking inside draft rooms. He knows what coaches have been thinking about this draft specifically. He knows who these players are because he's, he's recruited them. He's at the forefront of literally every aspect of the draft. And then technology, once again, his handwritten notes are on the iPad in front of him, and he's got a stylus. And he finds, I think, by word. Like, I think he can search by word in his iPad for his notes for every single one of these players. I see it happening to my left. Awesome. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's great. And he's so terrific in, in communicating. Again, I'm just wondering, I'm wondering if there's any owners in the NFL out there who take my advice, which is a blank check to David Shaw and saying how much to come off the campus in Palo Alto. How much? I'm, I'm sure people have. And I, I guess he just doesn't want to go. It's a great job. Yeah. Well, two seconds. Gig, much man. like we say, you know, do Dabo, does, Dabo doesn't want to go to the NFL. Why would David Shaw want to leave? Well, I mean, it, it just... It, do you know how many times David Shaw probably wants a player and then the provost says you can't? Ah, that's a difference. Okay, I see what you Where saying. that might not be a problem in Clemson or other places in the Good United point. States? Good point. Yeah, you can't. But I, I, the kid can get this, that, the other thing. No, you can't. And he'll never say that publicly, but that's where yeah, it's right, tough. Right, right. It's amazing that I would sit here and say, it's tough to build a fo- football program <laughs> when kids have to be smart enough and yeah. acad- academically ineligible, <laughs> exactly. but I guess it's a sign of the times. But I want to take a break, come back, and let's try and identify some of those AFC teams that don't have a Pro Bowl quarterback. Because it's got to be AFC. There's no way on this planet the Packers would ever ship Rodgers in conference. Back on the Rich Eisen Show in a second. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. We're here in Kansas City in support of the Big Slick Charity Weekend. Thank you for doing this. This is amazing that you brought your whole show here. Whole show is here in Kansas City in support of Big Slick. I want to describe for the radio audience, or would you care to, Jake Tapper, what is on your feet? Eagles, uh, Super Bowl commemorative sneakers with big screaming eagles. I'm not really sure what the texture of the material is. Okay. I have a more subtle reference to my team. This is the silver of the silver and black Oakland Raiders. Gene Lamont, longtime uh, baseball man. Sweet, sweet, sweet Gene Lamont (laughs) made the sorry mistake of standing in front of us. The name Lamont 
is so fun to scream. Hey, Lamont! See? It just rolls. And he goes, this is Bush League, Lamont! When he used to come out, we used to sing like the, the Death Star March, like the Darth Vader. We'd go, Gene Lamont, Gene Lamont. Oh, Gene Lamont, Gene Lamont, Gene Lamont. I know how seriously you take your Kansas City uh, food. Yeah. He's sending me videos all the time, different, different stuff to try and... The, the text exchange between me and him and some of his other offensive linemen is hilarious. Like, I texted Mitchell Schwartz in the middle of the night about a brisket. Like, what and is I going responded. on? And I responded. <laughs> For no reason, I was up at that exact time. Weirdly, athletes like Pitch Perfect a lot. I'm I'm not kidding. Yeah, I know Jim. Bill Belichick knows all the songs. <laughs> He's always singing He's the songs. Always, yeah. Yeah. Now, Brett, when you saw that we had the 2015 World Series I'm trophy. I'm a big fan of that one, but I know. Where's that other one that uh, that uh, the old guy? Uh, the 1985, 1985 one. <laughs> we will replace the 2015 one. With the 1985 oh, look at this. Oh, look at that. Just, just for you. Just the best. My dad had some tickets to Game 7, but had given them away. So I didn't get to go to Game 7, and instead I had to work at a grocery store. I'd come up, I'd say, what happened? He goes, Daryl Motley just hit a home run. Go rearrange the milk. <laughs> Daryl Motley. <laughs> go rearrange the milk. Oh, man, that was so fun. We were all there, right? All yeah. of us? Yeah, that, that was, so was awesome. That was a blast, man. It was so cool of DirecTV cool. and AT&T to send us all as a crew to Kansas City. That, that had a cost a pretty penny. That was yeah. And then site survey up there in, in uh, right field. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. You were strolling around the stadium. They gave you a full run to do whatever you wanted and for social, right? I was all up in there. Rich. You were on the mound. No, seriously, you were on the mound. You were at home plate. I, well, I kind of snuck. Oh, my yeah. bad. Yeah. But nobody stopped me. TJ's but, good at doing that. And, yeah. then, and then just the, the, the <laughs> night itself. I know you're good. So great. I, yeah. I can't wait. They're, they're just about to do something virtually, everybody, for yeah. Big Slick for a second straight year. Boy, when they, when they back in person in Kansas oh, City, oh. we are all there. We are all in. That was second. It's the best. It's such a fun weekend. That's the only time when we're all together and you're not my plus one, right? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, I'm a professional plus one, Rich. It's all good. Chris Brockman, everybody. Hey, yo. <laughs> Should we get you a t-shirt that just plus one on it? His license plate needs plus one. I told him that. That would be brilliant. Well, what it just says plus one? Plus one with either a one or just P-L-U-S-O-N-E. O-N-E. Plus one. Yeah, I'm totally totally fine with it. Rich, not to... to, America's uh, plus one, Chris Brock. Not to upstage him there, but the New York Times once called me the one-man posse. Well, because you have been everywhere. (laughs) You, you You are the Rich Eisen show Forrest Gump. He really is. Seriously. He you is. have been you know everybody, you have been everywhere. Well, it's now like, the, oh God, there's a photograph of TJ with and then fill in the blank. A guy recognized him in the bathroom two that's days right. ago. Well, I mean, think about because he was on the prices right. I know, but I mean that's what I mean. He knows going over. people in the bathroom. <laughs> By the way, to you people on on the internet who want to try to clown me, look, I, I don't like Harley's Who's clowning anyway. you. Who's clowning you? P- some people on the internet, this one guy was like <laughs> You made it on the prices right. I know. This one come guy on. was like, You're gonna make him feel bad for the rest of his life about that and he should i was like come on buddy like, i'm not stop. trying to make you feel bad we're just friends talking about another friend who had an incredible opportunity and absolutely stepped all over himself uh, did i though yeah uh, I, became, I became a star you didn't take the middle key tj it's an 
I, I know, mean, I had my hand on it. Master key. $85 to $58. <laughs> did you just say I became a star? Sure, you <laughs> did. A bright, Touché. shining star. I did. Great boogie nights reference, Rich. Superstar. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. So, if I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail big, is all I'm saying. Look, you didn't, you didn't fail. You, didn't you fail. made it. <laughs> but this is now the face of I mean, epic fail, yeah. according to the Rich Eisen Show social media. You leaning over, staring directly into the camera. I can't believe I did this with the word over, over trip slash motorcycles on your prices Right Showcase Showdown podium. That See? is... That is forevermore. See, in the, re- in the wrestling world, when you're over, that means you're really like popular with the fans. So Understood. I choose to look at it like Buddy, I'm over. Not wrestling. It's the price is right. You're hey, lost. I'm just saying. Well, but there's so many different ways we could use this meme, okay, is when a se- some team's season is over. Over. For your sneaky good games in the fall. <laughs> oh, take the over. If you choose take the over. the over, we pop up, we TJ. pop up TJ's is over. I told you. If you're right... You know what I mean? Like yeah, you yeah, say, yeah. take the over, and then you're right. Then right. suddenly, on from your from our Twitter account, we just said over, over. I mean, we could Except, put we could put anything in that box, though, Rich. No, this is if you're yeah. right. This is him coming out. I can't is believe it? you came out I mean, and fantastic. did the Billy Jean dance. Why not? It? We need that as a GIF, though. That's the thing. Yeah, he's yes. got to move. We'll do. Yeah, we can get gotta that. Move. It's, it's move. possible. By the way, if I'm a meme, possible. I'm getting paid. Remember how Brockman? That was your thing. Like how these people not get paid when they become huge memes. Take it. Please, you know how many times I've been. Do you know how many times I have seen my run? By the way, memed. Somebody the other day saying, you know what, what uh, uh, doctors uh, when they X-ray you, it's perfectly safe. And then one second after they start the X-ray, and then there's me running. I almost sent that out last night in a group text, but it was eleven. I see all of these. Do you know how many times I've? Hilarious. Somebody says, "Hey, my physics teacher just taught us, you know, about movement." Using your forty-yard dash and showing how slow you are and the the physics of slowness. Okay, I see nothing from it. Well, maybe you should. Or I would rather see money from it, and I'd take it and give it all to St. Jude. Let's get Jerry on the case, then. You know? So, cry me a river. No, I'm just saying that's saying. Brockman's big thing yeah, for I've, years. I've been saying this for a while now, of, like, all, right. all these famous memes. Like, the kid, like, the what what happened was, like, that kid, that, that meme's been used a million times. That so, kid gets nothing. Don, put up this meme so I can actually move on here. Put up the <laughs> meme, the, the 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 meme of TJ looking so upset because I think when this conver- when any conversation is run its course, we just pop this. Don, <laughs> Don will just pop this up. This will be Don's way to signal from the back. I Go think now. the conversation you guys are happening. It's time to move on. Really, Don will tell us to lay okay. out. But <laughs> you got to move on. Well, it's we can over. do audio too. We could do this. You got to move on. You got to well, move on. But you also have the womp 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 womp. You've got yeah, that. I mean, have- a, that's a great. This is. Um, Honestly, this is, I don't know, where did they come up with that? Was this just one guy bringing his trombone to a, to, to a studio one time, and then Mark Goodson and Bill Todd are like, no, give me a little more. Give me a little more. You know I got I mean? a little more. Or is, that, is, it, is, that a two, are those, is that a trombone and a trumpet? Is that what that is? Yeah, there's like a. There's, it's like a brass situation. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? I don't think that's a that's trumpet. That's thing that I think of, too. I can, uh, Don, Trombone I know you're going <laughs> to, <laughs> this is not over. No, 
I'll say this one more. I'll say one other thing because this is what I think of. The same way that we showed, we showed flashing over. No, it's not over. No. For our radio fans, Don just keeps popping the picture up, signaling us to move on. No, because this is the way my brain works. When I see all of the uh, of those Washington Capitals in the in in the, in the uh, penalty box, yeah. I'm wondering what's the what's the order of who gets to sit and who doesn't, and is the, are the guys in front the ones who are going to leave the box first, or is yeah. just total chaos, which is probably what it was since More we saw likely. what happened last night. I'm think this is the way I think of these things. So you heard, <laughs> there's there's one. There's one commercial that I keep hearing about for, for, you know, I guess stomach medicine that you hear on radio all the time where they're singing about, they, they get this group of singers in a studio singing about all the problems you have with your stomach. And it's one guy whose job is to say that sing the sing the word diarrhea. Oh, yeah, he goes, diarrhea. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering, like, the guy goes to work that day. I am just going to... Uh, does he know that that's the word he needs to sing? Like that they, I'm going to nail it. Whose job is it to tell him, hey, you know, we switched it up. <laughs> we think you're perfect for diarrhea. You know, and then he's just, I'm going to nail it because he's a professional. He's a pro, Rich. That's what I... Every time I hear that song, that jingle, and then I try to get it out of my head because I don't want to be walking around at 8 o'clock at night around my children just go, diarrhea. You know, like, I can't do that because they'll be like, Dad, what's going on? And you don't need you don't need Taylor singing that now. No, you don't. I mean, Because no. kids will hear that and then yeah. look out. And then they just repeat out. it and it's over. Please, and I want to be this guy. Best dad ever. All right, now we're over. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. So, um, wow. we just had David Shaw on and he. I asked him, what's a good spot? Because again, I... Coaches don't like to speculate about player movement, and he's not a news and information member of the NFL media, right? And um, this is not what he does for a living, but he is a coach, and he is somebody who I, you know, for just that one split moment, now he just, hang, once he hangs up the phone for me, he's, he's out of the punditry world. Back to being coach. Back to being coach. So he took the approach in punditry that I put him in that position and asked him, what's the best spot in the AFC for Aaron Rodgers if this is the way it's going in Green Bay? And his answer was remarkable. Any team in, that doesn't have a Pro Bowl quarterback, because it doesn't matter scheme fit, doesn't matter anything. You'll just tailor it to him, which is why he wants out. He saw Tom Brady. It's all being tailored to him. The whole concept that things might not be tailored to him may be untrue in Green Bay. From the scheme... It may be slightly true from the scheme. It appears to be completely um, true that things are not tailored to him with the front office, in his mind. And the name Jake Kumaro, who knew that that would be, you know, memorialized in this way if this is, in fact, the departure of Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay. So don't look in the NFC. That's a waste of your time. He may wind up back in the NFC like Favre. Don't forget, Favre was shipped out. He went yep. to the Jets. Jets. He went to the AFC. So what's the spot in the AFC that does not have a Pro Bowl quarterback that would take Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> New England. Yeah, in a second. In a they second. would blow up. They would send Mac Jones to Green Bay and give him. But that's the whole thing, too, is you've got to have a good spot. They don't need a, a, a prospect back. They've got their prospect. That's what started the clock on this whole business. Right. We wouldn't be talking about trading Aaron Rodgers if they chose a linebacker 26th overall last year or a wide receiver 26th overall last year. But he, then I'm he, assuming, who knows, yeah, maybe. how far back everything is reported to be going for him to be who saying knows? he's never going to get 
this out of his mind that he should get out of Green Bay. But when you look at teams in the AFC, are you going to send back a veteran quarterback to either mentor or back up Jordan Love? I don't know if they will. I, I, maybe. I think that's why... That's why the They're not Raiders. Send Cam there. That's why gonna... the Browns are kind of on the on these betting sites. Well, because... let's talk about this then. The Dolphins would be a spot that will raise their hand. We'll take Aaron Rodgers. Are you kidding me? Not only because we'll take Aaron Rodgers, but you know, are they going to flip Tua? And now Tua and Love no, battle it out. I, I don't know. They could flip Tua somewhere else, wouldn't they? Yeah, they could couldn't they? I mean, they got all this draft. They, they don't. They. they it's draft capital and maybe a defensive player that the that the I can't even imagine what the parameters of a deal would be, but the, well, the amount of draft capital that, that Miami still has could pull it off. Because you know the rumor is in the rumor mill is that they have amassed all of this draft capital or holding on to it just in case Deshaun Watson is a viable starting quarterback in the NFL who's no longer with the Houston Texans. I imagine it Same would be the, a what a five, six, seven player scenario for Rodgers, right? Including but Miami, Jack Dixon Miami would be a great spot because we also know from all of us being from the Northeast. You're not from the East Coast, Stop. but the Northeast, TJ. <laughs> um, that's where old people go to finish their, uh, you know. Yeah, that's all, all dotage years, right? <laughs> like time. some of them find, you know, like these these remarkable regenerating eggs in a, in a pool house, you know? <laughs> so it's like a TB 12, man. Exactly. There you go. That was one of the first things he said. Yeah, it's a little warmer down here. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> so Miami's one, New England would blow it up too, yeah, wouldn't they? Of course. I'd let them wear number 12 too. Jets, Who cares? Wouldn't, Jets, no. wouldn't, Jets <laughs> are already Jets in and obviously the Bills wouldn't. Moving on. The Ravens are not a spot. No. The no. Steelers. Oh, M to the G. Hey, Ben, see you later. Oh, I'm to the G. Well, it's got to happen now. Ow. Ben's got one year left. What are they going to do? Tell Ben? Yes. Oops. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that would be that. Yeah, that would be a rough, <laughs> rough. Bengals, no. And I know you keep saying the Browns. No, sir. Mm-mm. I think the Browns do it. They're, I don't they're know ready about made to win. that. Then what do you do with Baker Mayfield? Yeah. You don't flip him to Green Bay. Send That's not happening. Send him somewhere else. Let him back up Aaron. He's not backing up. No. Come on, dude. They just picked up his fifth-year option. <laughs> Bro, you want a game manager, Baker Mayfield? You want Aaron friggin' Rodgers? Or you want Baker Mayfield. He's in your system, and he could turn into Aaron Rodgers himself, and you got him for 10 years. I don't know about that. Oh, him, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Jacksonville, no. no. Indianapolis, no. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't know. Carson Wentz, out. See ya. <laughs> what do you, oh, what do you owe Carson Wentz? Zero, zip, zero. The great thing is someone might be coming up soon that you can maybe slip that question in. Oh, yeah, Franco. No. <laughs> Get out of here. You're out of your job, mind. DJ. That'll be the last time Frank Wright calls into the program. I mean, that's such an hey, inappropriate Frank, question. Um, let, me, let me try and trap you into tampering. Frank. <laughs> yeah, how he runs Rich, my, why not? Thanks for calling in. Let me leave you with a trail of media questions and uh, tens of thousands of dollars in fines. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. When can I get you back, Frank? Um, Week two. No, let's keep the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Raiders. I mean, that's an... And, uh, then, that's De- a, and then Denver. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Denver also. Tennessee. Eh, probably not. Aaron's got to want to go, too. I mean, Houston would probably do it, but... Oh, please. Uh, I don't know why. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers wants to win a Super yeah, Bowl. That's what I mean. I don't know why he'd yeah. want to play there. Well, then he'd obviously want to come to Dallas, but we just don't have room for him if he wanted to win the Super Bowl. Get out of your mind. <laughs> 
I mean, it's, that's it's your conversation. West. And like we said, like, he, he, why does Aaron Rodgers care about playing Patrick Mahomes twice? That's what I heard. Like, big deal. That's what I heard. It's just like, the, you got to just think of the way goats think. It's not like he has anything against uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, who, who doesn't like Patrick? But the competition, let's go. Yep. Denver versus Kansas City. Rodgers versus year? Mahomes twice oh a year. Gosh. You Sunday night football. Can we Let's get that go. trade done before the schedule's released next uh, Wednesday so we could talk about that? That won't happen. And if you don't think Mayock and Gruden would trade for Rodgers, you're nuts. Oh, please. Oh. Come on. You're nuts. They kicked the tires on Brady. And, and Rodgers is, is young, but all Brady cost was money. You know, that's, I can't imagine what the parameters of this deal would be. And like you said, but I don't which think again, can win a Super Bowl just to bring this full Rogers. circle, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the, the Schefter report that the Packers are already looking for quarterback arms to fill out an OTA, if not a training camp, that's their indication of saying, well, Aaron's just going to have to come around because we're not trading him. Oh, man. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial when we come back. It's time to drop some gloves. That was wild last night, man. Billy Crystal, Frank Reich, Hour 3-2. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the -the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Here, uh, a number one Halloween peeps. That's from last Halloween. Those are those are a year old that my mom sent. <laughs> I think you have to eat them on camera. Like right now? Yeah. 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 yeah those are like those are like oh. nuclear holocausts. That that, that 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 lasts. By the way, is anyone else gonna have one of these? Are you gonna have one? Absolutely not. No. What else is under there? You're learning your lesson right these now. Disgu- By the um, way, they're still have- soft. Of course. Um, Can I eat this? Chris, Chris Paul bobblehead under there. Box. Oh, yeah. A bobblehead box. Is it empty? Yeah, the bobblehead bobble bobble on the desk. Why are you keeping the bobblehead box? Yeah. How's the peep? Yeah. How's the peep? Hey, what are you keeping the bobblehead? Bring him. Yeah. Are you serious? Did anybody want one? No. Did anybody want one? I'm curious what a year old peep looks like. Have a peep. Don't peep. What else is under there? Oh, some more year old Halloween candy. Halloween is a week and a half away. I'm getting ready. I was stocking up. How many shirts are under there? All right. One. Yeah. T-shirt. Two. Regular shirt. Three. This is ridiculous. Four. Hold on. Keep going. We call it Brockman's Hobo Dojo. Dude, what are you doing? Wait, hold on. Six. This is crazy. There's more. No way. Seven. Seven. Gillian, this is insane. Have you ever? Eight. This is like. (laughs) What's this? Is this a shirt? Nine. Nine. Oh, my God. Uh, We've got some. Pull over. More shirts than I own. I got a hat. Dude. Hat. Hat. A spoon? <laughs> that he stole from A water bottle? Oh my god, this is There's a lab coat. Dude. Oh, more rowdy Roddy Piper. This is. Oh! Pictures. Oh my god. That's sweet. Why that is that should, under there? That should be out. It's a little creepy. I don't know. Oh, the rest of it's not Magic creepy. eraser. <laughs> this is unbelievable. What? I just bought some of these at Home Depot. They're great. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. She's the best. Yeah, she was great. Very delightful. Yes. It's been a while since we've had her on here. Oh, man. It's been a long time. 
That was a different desk, okay? So that desk had no, like, you were a different person. It had a shelf underneath Chris, it, so you were I was a different able to kind of lay stuff down. By the way, stop lying. Right next to you is a yeah, it, show. Right here, right here is. No, if something st- dropped this morning, I heard it. Well, it was a stack of papers. It's just it's, he's, he's moved on. No, but you 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 don't have clothes down there anymore, right? Oh no, definitely. No, underneath is clean. You used to keep clothes down there. Yes. Yeah, I would just keep that. A you ro- would then wear. Yeah, like wear, a rotation, like not caring shirt. what you looked like. <laughs> he would come in. He'd be like. He would pick through the shirts, and he'd yeah. be like, I'm going to wear this shirt tab. I mean, yeah. Are you really doing it? And he's like, yeah, I didn't You're stick a different person now. You're a father. Yeah. I'm a you're father. You're actually bitch. dad. I'm a father. You changed. What's going to happen when the Braves play the Red Sox when this kid gets older? Seriously. <laughs> like, this is a conundrum in the, in the making, Chris. You're not wrong about this, Rich. This is a big, this is a big to-do. You're not wrong. This is a big to-do. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Oof. We're back here on the radio, and um, it's time to forget some Okay. It's time. Look. Last night in the National Hockey League is born out of the fact that the uh, NHL front office did not meet out justice properly. Okay. Tom Wilson absolutely rolls, body slams Artemi Panarin. And sure enough, I mean, how does, that, how does the NHL not know when they're doing like a little home and home that this is going to be a problem, right? Got to get this right. Got to fix it. Certainly when the Rangers send out a tweet and a statement that appears to be dictated and read by James Dolan himself because the team gets fined a quarter of a million bucks. This, you know, the president and the rest of the management gets bounced yesterday out of the blue Saying that Tom Wilson extremely uh, Tom Wilson uh, they're extremely disappointed was not suspended for his horrifying act of violence last night at Madison Square Garden. Wilson is a repeat offender with a long history of these type of acts, and we find it shocking that the NHL and their Department of Player Safety failed to take the appropriate action to suspend him indefinitely. Talking about the dangerous and reckless actions caused an injury to Panarin that will prevent him from playing again this season. We view this as a dereliction of duty by NHL head of player safety George Paros. And believe he is unfit to continue in his current role. I mean, they're calling out the one heads rolling. So the players figured they had to meet out justice themselves. I, I, I don't, you know, I'm sure this happened before. Not in the movie Slapshot, but I'm sure this happened before. <laughs> there they go. Wait a minute, you sure this, of course, this is hockey. Well, this is what they do. Last night, home and home. Here we go. Here we go. I mean, a second, I mean, the puck drops and then everybody drops their yes. gloves and everybody finds a dance partner and then they're playing the feud. And the refs just stand there and let them do it. Well, it's, just, it's just code of, unwritten code of justice type stuff. There's no other sport like it. Yeah. Honestly, like, you know, that was, I was going to do this as a, you know, a, a thing I've noticed as one of our new segments. <laughs> Uh, honestly, I mean, baseball allows the catcher to go, you know, allows a hitter to go after the pitcher, right? Yep. If the catcher can't get the, the hitter, it's just too bad. We're playing the feud. Here we go. And then we'll suspend people after that. But football, if you swing at somebody, you're immediately ejected, right? Immediately. Basketball, oh, yeah. if you set a toe on the court and you're not on the court, you're, you're, you're suspended. But hockey, it's just like let's let, let let these guys beat the crap out of each other, and when they're done, and when they're when Don't when they're box. when they're done, when they when they run out of out of out of gas, when I win, well, that'll be the end of that. I mean, that is epic. And you know, we're talking about hockey. By the way, T.J. Oshie lost his dad and and uh, and had a hat trick in his first time oh. without his with his, you know, since his father. We passed. should be talking about Correct. that. Correct. Yes. Correct. 
But instead, we're talking about why the NHL let Tom Wilson's war occur. Nice. You know, Tommy Wilson's war occurred. I mean, that is an insane shot right there. <laughs> Six caps in the in the box at once. And again, I'm just wondering who gets the seat, who doesn't. Uh, yeah, what's priority? You know, I'm just going to, you know, uh, knowing me, and this is, this is me, and, and again, I'm a 51-year-old who doesn't really skate very well, as you know. Uh, I'm getting to that box myself first. I want to see. Yeah, I want to sit down. Especially you got a major. Also, first, first come, first serve. You're first aboard the plane. You're you're a big. Oh, I'm a first guy. Yeah, in. Oh yeah. yeah as yeah, soon yeah, as my yeah. rose called, I'm in. Yeah. I'm on. I might because I know I've got issues potentially with carry-ons. I'm putting that. I'm getting. I'm not going to put that it's underneath my spot. seat. You got kidding me? Right. I'm going to use the overhead bin. I'm getting right in. I'm first on first everything. Yeah. I want it. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. What a mess. What a holy hell of a mess. The Rangers are fine. Their front office is totally destroyed. Did we figure out why did he fire those I guys? I have no yeah. idea. Like, I don't know. Could what? it be could it be over that statement? Maybe. I don't it know. It was fan appreciation night at the it Garden last night. It doesn't sound like night. John Davidson like... is going to be calling uh, calling for somebody's head to be fired from the player safety. Yeah. You know? Horrifying act of violence. That sounds like as dictated and read to whatever... Whoever the uh, the Ken is on the uh, Rangers staff, the security Ken, right? Is it Kenneth? Go see Kenneth. Is that what that was? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Telling the fan th- got thrown out of Madison Square Garden yeah. by Dolan. Kevin. 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 The security guy. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Go see Kevin. 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 Get Kevin didn't go on the ice. Get him out of here. Right, that. How dare How dare he tell me to sell the team as I'm leaving? The, <laughs> yeah, of course. Leaving. How, how dare a New Yorker speak his mind from the stands as I'm leaving <laughs> my get, my building? It's not anyone's building. It's not. It's not. It's not New York's building. It's my building. Great stuff. <laughs> I honestly like. Is that like uh, you know, pitcher throws behind the head of first batter, first pitch of the game, next game after. Baseball like doesn't be- meet out the proper punishment. Or it's like the day before, a dude hit a grand right. slam Correct. and pimped it or something. Justice and then- is coming. Everyone right. knows it, but it's the first pitch of the game. Like, we're not, I'm not going to even attempt to throw a strike. We're not going to start the actual competition tonight until, yeah. we're, until this is handled. Yeah, that's what last behind. night was. Yeah, I think that's like, about Puck though. drops, gloves go down, and then it's, it's like a, a square dance. That's yeah. what hockey's all about, guys. I don't know. I mean, that's what hockey No, does. hockey's all about TJ Oshie having a hat trick after his father dies. Uh, true, but. People love hockey brawls. It's a they fact. Do. That's do. why everyone knows goons' names, like guys who barely play. Really? But you know who they are, the legendary fighters in hockey. like uh, Ty Domi. Ty Domi, Bob Stevens. Probert. Dol- you know, it, there's a ton of them. Enforcers, that's why there's words for them. Chris Chelios, he could play, he could also fight. What's the Dave comp- Schultz played in like 500 games and had the most penalty minutes of all time. Like, yeah. It just sinks. It's like baseball. We only talk about it when there's bad news. No, I'm, I'm more than happy to talk about the Yankees if you'd like. Well, I was going to bring up today's the, the Willie Mays' team. 90th birthday. Yes. Say, hey, kid, 90. You ever meet Willie Mays? Uh, yes, yeah. I have. At the pro, at the, I knew I'd say that, at the Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum oh, wow. when I was covering that Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Man, 90. I got a nice signed picture with that's odd that you would have some form memorabilia. of a, a memorabilia. I have the signed picture of him making the catch. The famous oh. catch. 
Signed. Is that right? It works. In sure? my, uh, is it real? Yes, it is certified. How do you know it's real? How do you know? Because I have a certificate of authenticity. So do I. Look at <laughs> the back. That we've you, proven want, you want me to show you my certificate of authenticity on my Goodfellas poster? is way better than <laughs> Jabroni's R Us, where you got that Goodfellas. <laughs> I didn't get it at Jabroni's R Us. <laughs> Jabroni's R Us. There's no such store, Mark. might as well have got it from them. I got it. I got it. I got it. Probably a similar thing like you. I got it at Charity Golf. No, Steiner Sports is where I buy all. I get all. I'm like a I go straight to the top of the heap, as Frankie would say. <laughs> Jabronis are us. My <laughs> poster was Fugazi, Rich. Ray would have said One it. other thing, and I put this out earlier today. It's uh, it's also a big birthday today. George Clooney turns 60. Get out of here. Wow, that's insane. Are you serious? Wow. So, I mean, there's too many. Twitter only has four for the poll, so I was just throwing out best George, your favorite George Clooney movie. Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton, Perfect Storm, Ocean's Eleven, Out of Sight. I put on there. Out of Sight. Well, it's two underrated. Soderbergh's on there. Yeah, underrated. it's an underrated yeah, yeah, yeah. Soderbergh movie yeah. too. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez. He and Jen- Jennifer Lopez, terrific. Great movie. Yes. Was that? Um... I think Ving Rhames is also in okay, there. Yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, that was great. Is that an Elmore Leonard movie? Was that an Out of Sight and Elmore Leonard novel? Mm, good question. Yes, it got nominated for best uh, adapted screenplay. It was terrific. I love that. Out of Sight is is is. And Ocean's Eleven is yeah, truly an amazing, so fun movie. It is so, so rewatchable. Oh, it is yes. so remote, remote drop. drop. Yeah, it is so great. But there is no greater George Clooney movie or performance together than Michael Clayton. It yeah, is the best. It is the greatest. I love the finish. I love the script. I love the whole story. He is so amazing in it. Michael Clayton, remote drop. I know I'm going to lose that battle. and I lose every single one of our pop culture. But I'm with you on that one. Michael Clayton. 100%. That's, he was, All four of these are great. I mean, I mean, it was tough to come up with just four, but those are the big ones. No, I, 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 what, what, what currently? Uh, uh, perfect, that uh, retweet. Yeah, Ocean's Eleven is running away, 71%. I mean, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's great. 12% Perfect Storm. The Perfect Storm is my, I love that. 9% uh, Clayton, 8, 7% Out of Sight. I mean, I know it's hard because there are so many, man, but From Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, From Dusk Till Dawn. Uh, George Brother Clooney. Lord, what are the Three Kings? Three Kings. Three Kings we I were love. talking about this morning. Yeah. Descendants. There's so many good but ones. But Clooney and From Dusk Till Dawn was such a bad. Like, he was so yeah, he's sick. One of the, he's, he's easily one of the greatest actors and, 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 and the guy that you want to hang out with maybe the most. Yeah. Like the coolest. And he's a Bengal fan. I mean, what the hell? Totally random. Well, I know he's from Kentucky. Yeah. Well, he, he, loves, uh, he loves the Bengals. I don't want to like, turn this into a TJ story time, but I did have a George uh, Clooney experience. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, after, I'll tell you during the break because it's really great. Shock the world. <laughs> Save it for Peacock, sir, <laughs> since, you're, since you're strutting like one right now. Hey, I'm a star of the Price is Right. Rich, Billy Crystal, Michael Smith, hour three, Frank Reich of the Colts. When we come back here, and then Billy Crystal right behind him. Don't go anywhere here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> All right, TJ, I'll bite. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. What's your Clooney story? Oh, so, okay. So I'll make this quick. So back in the day, Jay-Z had a song. Oh, my gosh. And oh, he, oh. he made, he, in the song, he said, um, I'm the black Brad Pitt in this song. Yes. So one day, me and my friends were hanging out, and I was just making a joke. I was like, yo, you know who doesn't get enough love and rap? George Clooney. I'm like, I'm going to be the black George Clooney. And all my friends were like, all right, cool. Right. 
So my friends, like, they went with this, and it was just like a big joke. And then one day, Chris Rock was, he had, I think it was his bigger and one of his stand-up shows. I forget which one it was, but at Bigger and Blacker, at Universal Studios, he did like a, you know, it was practicing. So he'd go around, and he'd do stand-up in mm-hmm. preparation to film this. So I got to go to this one show with uh, Ashton, and then we go backstage to see Chris Rock. And I walk into the dressing room, and there is Chris Rock. Cindy Crawford, her husband, yeah. George Clooney, and whoever George was dating at the time. And I walked in the dressing room. I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. So I just kind of stood by the front door, like not wanting to kind of be in the mix. And Clooney walks by me, and literally the dude stops. This is just how cool he is. He didn't have to do this. He stopped. He came back, and he looks at me. He's like, hey, man, how you doing? I'm George. Great to meet you. Oh, and I was like, he's just the I'm like, oh, my man. God, this guy. And then Ashton kind of looked at me because he knew about the black George Clooney thing. So he just like busted out laughing and no one kind of understood why it was so funny to us. But did, he, like, did you explain it to him? I, I did. And I was like, hey, man, I'm TJ. Nice to meet you. And I wanted right. to say I'm the, the you know, you're the white TJ Jefferson. But I didn't say that. And that would have been a little odd. Yeah. I so think, to come out of the gate like that. I thought your, your boy Ashton would have said, hey, George, this is why I'm <laughs> laughing. This is what he's saying. Nah, but I just he definitely yeah. would have gotten a kick. Clooney was sure. definitely just like mad cool. Like I said, he walked by and it was almost like he felt bad not talking to me. So he came back. Oh, and, and by the way, in terms of, you know, what's also uh, cool and amazing, um, you know, Cindy Crawford's husband, Randy, Randy Gerber, Gerber, yeah, they only founded Casamigos together. So there's that too. Yeah, there's that. I met George Clooney on the red carpet of the Oscars. Hey, everybody. Oh. How about you? Uh, closest I came is I Where's helped Scott set Bale? up for when they did ER Live. Hey, oh, oh that's way back in the day. You did the set up for ER Live. I huh? helped, yeah, it was like one of my first A2 oh, that was gigs awesome. I did. Right. Those first four Early. ER years were the best. Amazing. I would ER tell was, my George my George Clooney story, Uh-oh. but that's like Fight Club. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay. Can't talk about it. That's even better than yours, isn't it? Ooh. Yes, this segment's over. It's over. <laughs> nice. Like I said, you can put anything in there. Well done, this segment. 